good. Amen. Woo! Praise the Lord. Well, I'm back at you on a Wednesday night. Sister Trudy cut her loose the last couple weeks. Praise God. Talking about spirit, soul, and body. Hadn't that been good? That's been good. So, praise the Lord. So, hopefully tonight I won't bore you with all that been going on. We have, uh, you know, of course, over the my time with you on the midweeks, uh, I was kind of on a mandate from the Lord about just preaching on faith this year. And so every time on the midweek services anyway, just coming at you talking about faith. And so tonight we're going to do the same thing. I'm talking about walking by faith, praise God tonight. And uh, but we'll go with some of our opening verses that we've used and uh, we'll just kind of do it again. In Mark 11, 22, of course, uh, most people think Brother Hagin wrote this text, but he didn't, praise God, but he sure preached on it a lot, didn't he? Praise the Lord. But uh, anyway, it starts off, of course, uh, um, we've, we've taken time and went through all this here several months back, but the, the key verse was just the fact that we're to have faith in God. And you know, a lot of times you, you read that and you kind of think kind of a duh statement, but I think the more I've been kind of diving into this this year, the more alive that's been coming, you know, that you, know, you really have to purpose to have faith in God. Amen. Of course, the word faith, pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, uh, means uh, to a belief in, confidence in, reliance upon, dependence upon. These are just all synonyms that basically say, uh, you know, what it's about. And uh, so having confidence in God, you know, no matter what we're dealing with, what we're looking at, what's going on, uh, you know, we need to rely on God. Come on, right? Yeah. We need to have confidence in God. Our conviction ought to be in God, right? And uh, so just... Uh, you know, a word that, uh, uh, you know, when you just meditate on it, it's sometimes you really, uh, you know, you kind of understand why Jesus said have faith in God, you know. And, uh, of course, he talks about speaking to the mountain after that. But uh, let's look at uh, a couple of other translations. What do we have? The Amplified, here it is, um, just really adds the word constantly to this. Have faith in God constantly. Amen. Of course, that's kind of really been our theme for the uh, for the year is to, you know, live by faith constantly. It's not just, you know, when, it, when the going gets good, but we got to be living in faith all the time, praise God. Amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say constantly. constantly. All right, let's do, uh, what do we have, the message translation or something like that? And you kind of go down here, let's see. Jesus was, matter of fact, embrace this God life. This is uh, kind of a couple verses here. Embrace this God life. Amen. And that's really what it's about. We live this. This is a lifestyle. Amen. This is a way of living for us as believers. Embrace this God life. Really embrace it, and nothing will be too much for you. And, of course, he goes on to say this mountain, for instance. Uh, say, just say, go jump in the lake. No shuffling or shilly-shallying, praise God. And it's as good as done, praise God. I like that. Amen. Praise the Lord. So embrace the God life. And with that said, Hebrews 10. Let's go ahead and look at that one real quick. These are all just some kind of a, a verses we've used in the beginning. Uh, now the just shall what? Live by faith. We live by faith. This word live here is zeo, okay, uh, which means conduct life, live life, you know, uh, to have life, um, uh, to walk this thing, amen. Now the just shall live by faith. And, of course, the just, another word of saying, uh, you know, it's a word that, you know, in the Greek it deals with righteous, righteousness, just, justified, justification. These all come out of that same word just based on how it's used in in a sentence, praise God. But uh, how many know you're all made righteous or all justified based on what Jesus did? Yes, so we know in this text then, he's talking to us as believers that the just 
shall live by faith. Amen. It's not just some, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, some group of people just said, hey, let's, you know, this is their emphasis is faith. Amen. It's, it's how we're all supposed to live. I'm a believer, not a doubter, right? I think Brother Hagin used to say that, you know, we're believers, not doubters. Amen. And uh, so the just shall live by faith. And of course, it goes on to say, if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Of course, then it goes on to say, but we're not of those who draw back. So I just kind of always look at it this way. A faith people is always moving forward. Amen. They're not drawing back. They're not pulling back. They're not looking back. Uh, you know, ain't none of that's going to be any, uh, you know, it's going to benefit you, praise God. So a faith people is always moving forward. Amen. Uh, drawing back brings no pleasure to God. So if we're going to live by faith, it means we've got to keep moving forward. Amen. Yeah. So no matter what we're dealing with, what we're facing, what we're looking at, we still move forward. Look at your neighbor and say, keep moving forward, praise God. Okay, so a key verse today, we're going to do is uh, 2 Corinthians 5, amen, a verse we all know. We might, we probably use it here and there throughout this series, uh, but today I'm just going to kind of dive in and start with this thing here. For we, what? Walk by faith and not by Why does he tell us to do that? Because it's easy to walk by sight. Isn't that true? Now, of course, in context, it goes on to say, you know, talking about, you know, that, uh, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord, okay? And so we know that, you know, we walk by faith just in the fact of knowing that one day we spend all eternity, right, with Him. And even though we've never been to heaven, even though we've never, you know, uh, maybe somebody has through an out-of-body deal or some kind of thing, maybe they've, uh, you know, I guess that, that does happen. But for the most part, most believers have never been to heaven, have never seen it. We just have ideas. We might even all have our own perspective on what we think we're going to see when we get there. But we all have this in common. We believe we're going to heaven. Amen. Amen. And even though you've never seen it, and even though probably never had an angel come and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, guess what? You get to go. We just by faith believe because we've made Jesus Lord of our life. We know, praise God, that we know, that we know, that we know, that we know that we're going to heaven. To be absent from this body is to be present with him. So we know that, right? So that's by faith, see, we grab a hold of that. We believe in that. We have confidence in that. We have assurance in that. Amen. And so he's saying that that's how we walk. The same way. Amen. No matter what we're dealing with, what we're looking at, we walk by faith and not by sight or not by appearance or how it looks. We could even say, in a sense, not by the senses. It's real tempting because of how it feels, amen, what we heard, right? But we walk by faith and not based on, you know, how it looks, how we feel, amen, by the senses. We walk by faith. Now, this word walk um, really just means to conduct life, to live life. Let me see here if I put it. It means to tread all around, to walk at large, to be occupied with. These are just all some of the statements in the concordance. And it just means to live life or to conduct life, okay? So we're talking about literally every day walking about, living this thing, doing what we do, amen? We live, we walk, and we live by faith. That's what we do, amen? So there's a way of walking for believers. We walk different than most people. At least we should, right? Come on, right? We walk different, you know, and there's, the Word talks about different ways that we walk and and uh, so uh, what I'm going to do here maybe tonight, maybe kind of, uh, you know, kind of take a little different spin with it. But uh, 
um, kind of look at what the Word has to say about how we're supposed to walk as believers. Amen. But to know this, that in everything that He says and how we walk, it's always got to come back to this. You still got to do it by faith. All right. Are you with me? So with that said, let's do this. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 6. Amen. Now this Romans is our, this week here is our reader for the, right? I don't know, I don't know if we'll get to verse chapter 6 this week, but anyway, that's uh, chapters, a chapter a day there. Uh, verse 4, I'm going to go verse, uh, I think verse 4 and 5. Let me get my Bible open to that too. So chapter 6 and verse 4. <clears throat> I almost wonder if I shouldn't have read more of this, but I think verse 4 is fine. Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, everybody say by the glory, that, that might be key verse or key uh, thing here, uh, by the glory of the Father, even so, even so, in other words, just like he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Now, how many know we're supposed to walk in newness of life? And we'll come to that here in a second. Verse 5, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, how many know you're going to have to believe that by faith, ain't you? Right? You're going to have to have confidence in that. So it says here that we, we're going to walk in a thing called newness of life. So let's just... I'm going to define that. Newness of life just speaks of something totally made new. Youthfulness. How many could use a little more youthfulness? Me and one of my brothers were here talking just a little bit ago, and we, that, that, yeah, we sometimes recognize that, uh, you know, we're going to have to believe for youthfulness. Amen. Because <laughs> sometimes we're reminded of something else. Uh, well, it talks about renewal. I love this. It talks about f being fresh and vibrant. Now, anytime you're talking about resurrection power, it's talking about something that was maybe lifeless, but now made alive. Amen. And it says we're supposed to walk with this kind of newness of life. Amen. Amen. We might, not, you know, we might have uh, uh, been, you know, uh, new, you know, an old, you know, vessel or whatever. You know, we're just uh, a vessel that, you know, wasn't serving God. We were dead to God, dead to, you know, uh, the things of God. But then we made Jesus Lord of our life and. And, uh, of course, in context, talking about a baptism, you know, and even actually water baptism, that's what it signifies, uh, you know, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. But it it's, it's signifies what already happened on the inside, right? So death, burial, and resurrection. And so by faith, amen, we, let's put verse 5 back up there again real quick. By faith, see, we understand we've been united together with the likeness of his death. And certainly, we also then shall be in the likeness of His resurrection. Amen. So it tells us that we're called to walk a certain way. We're going to walk with fresh and, you know, fresh and vibrant. We got life, praise God. Why? Because of what's flowing on the inside. Amen. Now, how many know you're going to have to do that by faith? Some days, especially more so than other days. Am I right? You ever had a few one of them mornings you get up and you think, oh, my gosh. Right? And you're going to have to take it by faith, ain't you? Amen. You can't be moved how it looks in the mirror, <laughs> how it feels. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm the only one that has that happening, I guess. But uh, there's some days I just can't be moved by, uh, you know, by what's hurting. Come on. 
Can't be moved by, uh, you know, the, uh, you know the, the bags under the eyes or something. Come on, somebody. I can't be moved by, by how, you know, uh, the, you know, how maybe on the inside, thinking, okay, am I getting ready for my workout? You think, I, uh, you know, just can't be moved by that. So it takes faith. Amen. You're going to have to put confidence in God. And if he says, praise God, that I'm in the likeness of his resurrection, then so be it. If he says, praise God, I'm called to walk this thing in newness of life, then so be it. Praise God. I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Praise God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, we've got to walk in newness of life. Amen. Praise God. Now, I gave you a couple of verses. Let's do the Romans 8. Put that up. Have I ever told you I love Romans 8? I might have done that a few times. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, Amen. How many know he does? Huh? Hallelujah. Then he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Isn't that good? That same spirit, amen, that, you know, he talks about the glory, you know, that same glory. In this case, verse, it says the same spirit, praise God, that raised Christ from the dead is what's flowing in you right now. Now, I'm just, you know, again, just trying to stir you. Amen. Uh, you know, I've uh, got a few family members that, uh, and even a, a few close friends that, uh, you know, that have in ministry have been involved with and over the years. And, and uh, it, it's real tempting when you get to a certain age to just start talking about how old you are. I, I know it's none of you, but but still other people. Come on, right? It's real tempting sometimes because you start, you know, feeling this and feeling that and, and uh, you know, looking at this and looking at that. And, and uh, pretty soon, you know, you, uh, you know you're, you're starting to say, well, you know, when you get to a certain age, you're just supposed to start talking old. Uh, you know, I don't think that's the way it's supposed to work. Come on now. And don't get me wrong. There's some days you might feel it, you know, but you can't be moved by it, can you? And it takes faith. Amen. It's, we walk by faith and not by sight. And so we have to walk with some confidence in God. Amen. That this body's going to do what it's supposed to do. In this text, it says literally it'll bring life to your mortal body. Amen. Now, you're going to you, you're gonna have to grab that by faith. That was weak. You're going to have to grab that by faith. Amen. Amen. You just got to grab that and grab hold of that. Amen. Give me, uh, let's see, Galatians 2, another kind of a common text here this says i've been crucified with christ it is no longer i who live but what is christ in me right come on i love that it is no longer i who live but it's christ in me and the life which i now live in the flesh i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me but see you notice that you got to grab hold of that don't you amen that resurrection power praise god remember you were in the likeness not only the likeness of his death but the likeness of his resurrection. And the more you meditate on that, of course, you start thinking about resurrection power and what that does, you know, brings a lifeless thing, causes a lifeless thing to come alive again. Amen. And you start thinking about resurrection. And you think about, you know, for instance, just parts of your body. Maybe I'll just kind of hang with that, I guess. But, uh, you know, just parts of your body sometimes, it's just like, you know, you just got to speak life. Come on. And you just got to, you got to buy faith. You got to grab hold of this thing. You can't, can't talk sick. You can't talk death. You can't talk old. I might have to hang with this one tonight. What's the deal here? Come on. Amen. Now look at your neighbor and say, you're not old. <laughs> Man, I'm retired.
retired. No, you're refiring. That's what you're doing. Amen. You're going to light her up again, praise God. you got a lot of life ahead of you yet, praise God. And I know some of you are talking 120 years. That's good. Come on now. That's fine. Praise the Lord. Go for what you want until you're satisfied. Amen. But, but uh, the way I look at it, you go home when you're ready to go home. Uh, my, uh, my grandma, uh, Grandma Roberts, she, had, uh, uh, she went home, uh, wasn't sick, nothing wrong with her. And uh, she just one day sat down, wrote all the grandkids' um, letters, and, um, huh, 21 of them. Sat down, wrote 21 of them. My letter, uh, my letter was actually on her lap when she, when she went home. And um, just literally just kind of gave everybody kind of a farewell deal. And uh, there was nothing wrong with her. In fact, she, she lived across the street from the nursing home because Grandpa was, was in the nursing home. And it was like she just knew it was time. She went on, and, and my dad said that she went, went in. She put on her favorite dress, sat down, wrote out those 21 letters. And mine was laying on her lap, and she just went home. And I thought, now that's the way to go right there. Right? I mean, if you can go home, you don't have to go home sick. Yeah, that's what their last phrase on this is, I, I'm, or I must pray, or I'm praying now. I'm praying now. Yeah, that's what she is. And dot, dot, dot. And then I guess she just went into, you know, in the spirit, started praying, and praise the Lord. Amen. And, and pretty much most of the grand, grandsons were all. We were all heathen, and uh, so, uh, but uh, I think she had two granddaughters and 19 grandsons, right? Three granddaughters, that's right, counting my sister, that's right, so my sister and then, right, so there's three granddaughters, and the rest were boys, and yeah, <laughs> and most of them today are serving God. Yeah, pretty cool deal, yeah, pretty cool deal, but uh, grandma just went home, and uh she just, uh, you know, she kind of lived out full, and she said, you know, it's time for me to go home. Been doing enough interceding and praying. Praise God. Somebody else take over. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, anyway, praise the Lord. So, amen. You got to speak to this body. Amen. So, stop talking old. I said, stop talking old. Stop talking sick. Amen. Just start speaking life to this thing. It takes faith. But you can do it. It takes confidence in God. It takes a reliance on God. It takes a conviction, too. I mean, there ought to be a little bit of conviction there when you start talking doubt and unbelief and sick and diseased and all that mess. And listen, we're not denying the existence of all that mess. We're not denying the existence of what's out there. We're not denying the existence of the curse. But we do deny its right to dictate your life. Amen. And so you got to take authority over that stuff. Amen. So look at your neighbor and say, walk in newness of life. Praise God. All right. So let's, uh, we're in Galatians. Let's stay in Galatians then. Let's do Galatians 5. Let's do that. Galatians 5. Look at another thing in here. These are all just common texts, but when you start thinking about a way to walk as believers, you know, that's, there's a certain way that we walk, a certain way we conduct life. Amen. How we talk and think and, uh, you know, how we, uh, you know, our, our perception is different. We you know, we're not, we don't just give up. We, we're a, a go-forward people, right? We're different. That's why a lot of times people think you're kooky. The world does, right? That's okay. 
But when everything's flowing for you, then pretty soon they say, hey, wait a minute, I want a little of that kooky on me. Come on. Right? Because to them, they just don't get it. How can you be so positive about things? Well, because of who we put our faith in. Right? I mean, if we're going to just put our faith in ourselves or our neighbor or whatever, government or anything like that, I mean, if you, that's where your faith is, and, you know, that's, that is depressing. But if uh, we're going to put our faith in God, then, you know, this thing works. So now it says here we're supposed to walk in something, too. It says walk in the Spirit. I say then, verse 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit. Amen. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay, of course, it goes on talking about the works of the flesh. talks about the, the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Put uh, verse 25. We'll just kind of jump down there. It says, if we live in the Spirit, then what we have to what? Then walk in the Spirit. Okay? Walk in the Spirit. So the same word here about walking, but this says walking in the Spirit. So we're walking by faith. We're walking in newness of life. We walk in the Spirit. The word Spirit again, uh, for most in here, you all know that, but pneuma, is a, uh, the Greek word, means current of air, wind, or breath. Okay? And, uh, of course, uh, you know, if you've got the Spirit of God breathing in you from day to day, put verse 16 up there again, Kelly, thank you. Um, so if it says, if we walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the thing it's saying is that um, you're walking every day with God breathing into you, right? And really, this whole text, when you start thinking about it, you know, you got, you got the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, what, what's coming out of a life that's, you know, got God breathing into you every day versus another spirit breathing into you every day. Anybody hear me? And if you got something else breathing into you every day, then what happens is we begin to bear a different fruit. Scripture talks of the works of the flesh, but to me, I, think, I just think it's another fruit. It's the fruit of the flesh, right? It's the fruit of, you know, whatever else is breathing into you. Now, I don't go on all this. We've done full sermons on this before, but, uh, but this is how we walk. We walk in the Spirit. Now, I mean, you've got to walk by faith, right? Okay, let's, let's look at, uh, put me Genesis, Genesis 2. And this, of course, when uh, Lord uh, God formed man of the dust of the ground, and then he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, all right? And then man, what became uh, what? living being. Now, of course, Trudy even brought this out, I think it was last week, uh, that means a speaking spirit. He became a speaking spirit, praise God. But it started with a breath from God, a breath of life, and, and just, in fact, in one of the, um, uh, in the Hebrew, that uh, breath uh, is also referred to as divine inspiration, one of, one of the words that it uses in the concordance. So, in other words, when God breathes into you, there's also, you're also inspired. Now, with that, you know, think about where you're at now every day. If you're letting God breathe into you, you're not only breathing in more of God, but you're being divinely inspired every time. Amen. Now, you know, you go back and you think about that in Galatians. It says if, you, if, if you're walking in the Spirit, you're letting God breathe into you every day. Amen. Then you're not, you're not apt to fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the reason I think it's worthy of bringing that out is because, you know, a lot of times you got people saying, oh, okay, I'm going to try not to lie. I'm not going to try not to steal. I'm not going to try to, you know, chew out my neighbor. I'm going to work at not doing this and at not doing that and not. How about you just let God breathe into you every day? 
You might be amazed at how much stuff you actually just avoid. Okay, now with that said, Genesis 3, of course, this is after, you know, the, the serpent came and tempted and all this is going on. Now they've fallen. And verse 8 says, and they heard, as Adam and Eve, they heard the sound. Literally, the word sound means voice. They heard the voice of the Lord, God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Now, the word cool here uh, refers to a wind or, or breath. Okay, so, uh, and you say of the day refers to something daily. So this is what God did every day with them. He'd come and visit with them and, you know, breathe into them. Come on. And it was a daily thing. But in this case, of course, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Of course, a whole other sermon there. But the bottom line was, this is what God did every day with them. Come on. The problem was, they let something else breathe into them. And then we have trouble, Bubba. Right? And so what we're just thinking, you understand, that's never stopped. God is still wanting to breathe into us every day. If we're going to walk in the Spirit, we're going to walk in the breath of God. The current of air, or the current of God, or the, amen, right? That, that wind of God, wind of the Spirit, amen, however you want to look at it. But to me, I just see it as the breath of God. And every day is how we do it. Now, you're going to have to do this by faith. And you're going to have to believe that when God's breathing into you, amen, hallelujah, this is, you know, God's going to start speaking things to you and showing you things and revealing things to you. And you've got to have faith in that. You've got to have confidence in that. Still with me? Amen. I put, um, I put uh, Job uh, 32, and this is Elihu. Now, Elihu is one of my heroes, okay, um, a young man that basically um, being used by God, um, because Job and all of his buddies are sitting around the fire, so to speak, and all, you know, licking their wounds and talking about how they, you know, how Job missed it and how Job blew it and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and by the way, they all got in trouble for it. Come on, somebody. But this man here um, was a man that, um, you know, felt led of God to speak into this situation. And, says, and, and he said this, there is a spirit in man, and the breath of the Almighty gives him, I love this, gives him understanding. Amen. A lot of people going along, walking their everyday life, and, and they're, they're not taking the time with God. They're not letting God breathe into them. And, and then you're wondering, how, what do I do about this? And what about that? And what about this? And I, what, what, what should I do about this? See, if we're letting God breathe into us every day, you're going to have more understanding of what you need to do. You've got to put some confidence in that. Still with me? I mean, sometimes just that quiet time with God uh, you know, in the morning, uh, and I, I, I believe everybody should do it in the morning, but I get it. Sometimes schedules are kind of weird or something, and maybe you got your own personal time. Maybe you like to do it in the evening or whatever, uh, however it works for you. But you need, need on a daily basis, you need to let God breathe into you. And so somewhere along the line, you got to learn to be still and know that He's God. Come on, and put confidence in that. And let Him begin to breathe something into you. And then Put confidence in the things that he leads you with and the things he talks to you about. The biddings and the promptings that happen. A lot of that comes out of that breath. And this man here, that's what he's talking about. He says, God's breathing to me. I got some things to say. Now, I know he said, I know I'm a young guy. And I know you all, you know, should be walking in a lot more wisdom than I do. And I understand I might be treading on thin ice here by talking to you all. But I feel like God gave me something. And I'm going to tell you what he gave me. And so what do he do? He puts some confidence in what God breathed into him. Now, chapter 33, I might have gave you that one. I don't know if I did. 
Okay, that's good. It's still Elihu talking. He said this. He said, the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath, I love this, of the Almighty gives me life, gives me vibrancy. Amen. Makes me alive. Amen. They said, you see, Elihu understood that. He was a young guy, but he understood that God breathing into me on a daily basis, praise God, is what allows me to do what I do, say what I say. Come on, allows me to move forward, amen, to live this life, amen. If I'm going to walk this thing, if I'm going to walk in the Spirit, then i got to have that same kind of confidence, that same kind of faith, that same kind of assurance, the same kind of reliance on God, amen, to let Him breathe into me every day and then trust that breath. Can I hear a big amen? Look at your neighbor and say, let's walk in the Spirit, praise God. And, I, and I, like I said, I know I said I'm, maybe I'm just kind of repeating myself, but I'm a firm believer uh, that Galatians 5, that's what he's trying to bring out there, what Paul's trying to bring out is the fact that, listen, if you let God breathe in, if you actually walk this walk, amen, conduct life daily with the Spirit. In other words, let Him breathe into you. You're not as apt to fall prey to the works of the flesh. That stuff isn't going to dog your tracks as much, Amen. But when you're sitting there trying to hit it from the other side, in other words, you're trying to constantly, you know, I'm going to stop doing this. And so, you know, you make your little list in the morning, all the things I'm going to not do today. I'm not going to cuss. I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to hang out with those that do. I'm not going to, you know, I mean, all this stuff. that you, Whatever it is, you're trying to avoid and stop and not be that person who you used to be. And you strain and you strive and you, and you struggle to, you know, to try to somehow be the good little Christian you're called to be. Well, he made it a whole lot easier than that. And all he needs you to do is just be still a little bit and let him breathe into you. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, let's walk in the Spirit. Amen. So, I mean, you know, it takes faith in God to do that. Woo! Well, we're moving along a little faster than I thought. So, let's go. Ephesians 5. Let's do that. Ephesians 5. Let's look at another one here. You doing okay tonight? I'm not boring you tonight, am I? Wouldn't want to do that. Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2. Let's look at this. Therefore, be imitators of God. Word, uh, Greek word there, mimic, where we get a word to mimic. So don't, uh, to be a mimicker or an imitator of God is dear children. Well, what, how do you do that? Well, it says here, walk in love. Oh, my gosh, you had to talk about that tonight. Yeah, but how many know it takes faith to do that? <laughs> Somebody says, well, if you knew the people I had to hang out with, well, that's why it takes faith. You take confidence in God. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. And I just like, you know, the same way, uh, you know, he loved us and the same way he gave himself, right? So it's the same way uh, we do it. And you got to do it by faith. Now, of course, the word here, uh, agape, is the Greek word for this one. And it means, you know, benevolence. It's one of the uh, synonyms for that. Benevolence. It means a selfless affection. Uh, refers to being moved within to give without conditions. In other words, an unconditional love. To be moved to give. Moved to, when you really look at love, you know, God is agape, right? And what it is, it's an unconditional love. It's a love that gives unconditionally. Has no strings attached. It's just give. Come on, right? And so he's asking us to be imitators, to mimic to imitate him, amen, and, and we have a, as an example Christ, 
how he did it, amen, laid down his life, amen, and, right, we saw that as an example. So we're called now to do that. Now, he's not asking any of you to do this in your own strength. Praise the Lord, right? So how many know it takes faith in God first and foremost, but it takes a little faith to trust God uh, in every day as you walk this thing out because we're around people sometimes that ain't so lovable. Now, maybe you have perfect people around your, your circle, and, uh, uh, you know, but uh, I know that for the most part, you know, we have always got things we got to deal with. We may have family. We may have uh, work-related things. We may have just being out in the public, things that go on. And uh, some days, you got to really, by faith, walk in love. Come on, right? you got to be confident, amen, that I'm going to, I can do this, praise God. Uh, so you got to walk in faith. And so here, let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 13, right? You know, we're just screened through this a little bit, but, uh, um, you know, a lot of times referred to as the love chapter. And, uh, but you think about, you know, walking this, and love is an, is about a, a giving, an unconditional giving, a selfless affection, amen. So let's maybe in the sense of, uh, in, the, in the context of that, look at this. When we talk about love, um, you know, a lot of times we see this, a lot of people might even have a plaque on the wall that has, you know, love is, love is, love is, you know, all that. But it says here, love suffers long, verse 4. Well, it's long-spirited, all right? But what, what is it, you know, love gives, in a sense, love gives time. When you think about suffering long, amen, some people, how many know you got to give a little time? And it takes faith to do that sometimes. Come on, because sometimes we're, we're, we've had it with it. Like I said, maybe you, don't, maybe you don't have any problem with that. But sometimes you do. Sometimes you get around folks that you think, oh, my gosh, you know. But you, sometimes you just got to learn to give time, and it takes faith to do that. So love gives, you know, suffers long, or love gives time. So you can kind of give whatever, you know, this is just my own, you know, opinion how this looks, but you all can kind of, uh, you know, whatever works for you on that. But love is, well, love is kind, right? Is that the next one? Love is kind? Okay, so um, kind is talking about affection or, uh, you know, or it really first is kind of giving help. So love sometimes gives help, and sometimes you do it by faith, even when maybe you your flesh don't want to, but by faith, I'm, I'm going to lean on God. I'm going to go. I'm going to reach out and help anyway. I'm going to be kind. That's a big one. I mean, really, you think being kind would be so easy. But a lot of people struggle with that one. It's hard to be kind. Well, you know, if, you, if you've dealt with what I've had to deal with, if you've seen the people I've had to see, I, I don't want to be kind. Well, you've got to be kind. That's what we're called to be. Love is kind. And so, you know, it means that you've got to be willing by faith to reach out and be a difference maker, reach out and help, reach out, amen, with some kind of an affection, even though, amen, maybe you feel in the flesh or, you know, your own mind wars with the fact that maybe, uh, you know, they don't deserve this. Well, you didn't either. I don't know. I just, usually I just have to go there and I remember, you know, just, remember a few things in the past, and I think, yeah, well, you know what? He kind of had a tendency to look past some of my mess, too. Praise the Lord. Right? Amen. Amen. So, so love is kind. Are you glad you came out on a Wednesday night? Oh, yeah. 
All right. Love does not envy, right? Love, uh, you know, love does not envy. Okay. Well, um, you know, you think about envy. So what's the best way to maybe um, override envy? Um, because, you know, it's really easy to get envious of things. Uh, how come that guy's got everything going for him? And what did, what did you know, I'm, I've been doing this. I've been working hard at this. I've been, uh, I've been saved for 10 years and blah, blah, blah. And how come this and that? And pretty soon, if you don't watch it, you get caught up in that jealousy, that envy kind of stuff. And so the best way, um, you know, uh, for me to, to override something like that is you know, when you talk about a selfless giving, an unconditional giving, then learn to start giving thanks. That's kind of where I see here, okay? Uh, you start giving thanks for what you got going, what God is doing, and start giving thanks for them. I mean, learn to rejoice with people. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, some people think, man, how come God's meeting all his needs? Well, start rejoicing. Start giving thanks about it, amen? Start giving thanks that God's doing that for that individual or for that, uh, that person or whatever. And, and start giving thanks for, for what God's doing in your life. And pretty soon you might start watching, uh, you know, things shift and change a little bit. It kind of felt like it just went over like a lead balloon right there. Did that, you all with me on that? I mean, I'm just telling. This is just how it is, you know. And so, you know, sometimes it takes some faith in God, amen, to just, you know, not be moved by, uh, by the way some things seem, you know. A lot of times, you know, you hear the phrase, you know, well, that just ain't fair. Well, God's just. Sometimes life isn't fair, but God's always just. And so just stay connected to Mr. Just. Come on, right? And if you get all envious and all worked up on that stuff, well, you, you disconnect. So it's better to stay connected. Amen. So it takes some faith in, in doing that. And when you do that, you'll find that God just keeps moving. And just like God meets that person's need, God will meet your need. Just like God heals that person, God will heal you. Amen. Just like God showed himself strong for that individual, he'll show himself strong for you. I always look at it this way. Now, you guys can, you know, see it however you want. Uh, I always look at, you know, remember as a kid, you know, you get, you, you, you got in line for the drinking fountain. Okay, recess is over. So you get a few seconds. They, they let you all get, get a drink of water before you went back to class. And so you had to, you had to all get in line. Well, you know, every now and then you get the little shoving and pushing. And pretty soon it's like, ah, get drink first. Well, and here comes the teacher. She's, Jerry, get you back in line. <laughs> yeah, you get back here. Ah, I was, no, no, you're budding in line, you get back here. So stop getting all worked up. Just, just, you know, let everybody have their turn. And I think about when, when, when things are going on in people's lives, amen, just rejoice with them and, and just stay in line. <laughs> right? I mean, if, if God did so, praise the Lord, I'm just next one in line. Hallelujah. Hey, praise the Lord. Right? I mean, you, you know, get your own picture, but I just think that's the way it should work. Amen. Instead of getting all worked up and upset, just stay in faith in God, trust God. Amen. And keep moving forward in the line. Praise the Lord. Not that there really is a line. I don't know there is a line, but I'm just saying, you know, just get your own picture. All right. Praise the Lord. How, what's the next one? Uh, love does not what? Pray itself, okay? Um, you know, so there's no arrogance and prayed itself. Uh, you know, I always think um, um, best way to, when we think about an unconditional love as a giving um, in, in this kind of thing, instead of prayed itself, 
oneself. It's learn to give credit to others. I'm just talking about things that you give, okay? Because it's we're talking about love is agape is a giving. It's a amen. It's an unconditional giving. So uh, to avoid that kind of mess, so love does not parade itself. So it isn't always about you. So the waste way to do that, the way to override that, or just you know stay in faith with God is to learn to give credit to others. Amen. Amen. Learn to just do that. Amen. And uh, it's just a, just a good way to keep yourself in check. Praise God. Amen. And, you know, God will, God will take care of you. The Word says that, you know, you got, you know, there's things that God, he'll, he'll make, you know, He knows that you got concerns. You got things. You got things going on. God knows that. Amen. But, uh, you know, learn to look at others. And I think it just, it just helps, right? Is not puffed up is another one. So love is not puffed up. That's definitely dealing with arrogance, right? So here's another thing. Maybe like this. How about give respect? I think we could probably hang out here all night long, but I just, you know, give respect. So I'm not, I'm not you know, again, it's about self, but, uh, you know, I'm not only going to, um, you know, not only give credit, but I'm going to learn to respect others. Right? Now, somebody said, well, that's going to take some faith. Because there's a few people I don't want to give any respect to. Right? But... I just think, you know, when we're talking about, um, you know, living and walking, you know, in love, you got to also remember you're going to walk in faith, not by sight. Learning how to respect somebody, amen, it might be a challenge because of how it looks or how you feel about a situation. I know none of you ever have attitudes, but every now and then I have an attitude. And sometimes I can get an attitude about some people. I know it's terrible, isn't it, as a preacher? But sometimes I can get an attitude. You know, somebody did something, somebody said something, somebody kept doing something. Even when we tell them you shouldn't be doing that, they do it anyway. Pretty soon, it's like if you don't watch it, you, you're thinking how I need to give them a piece of my mind. Well, nobody needs a piece of that mess. <laughs> right? So what do you do? You, you learn how to respect. Amen. You pray. You believe God. Do what the Word says. Do what Jesus said. Amen. Learn to pray for Him. Learn to lift Him up. And, uh, you know, I always tell you my stories about different things, but, I mean, I remember one time this gal, oh, she just annoyed the spit out of me. Every time she showed up, I just got so annoyed. I just wish she'd go to some other church. Now, this has been years ago. Just so you all start thinking, oh, Nobody ain't been with us for years, but man, every time she came in the house, I just thought, oh, gosh, God, just move her somewhere else. She just did things that just out of spite would do things, and you think, oh. And I thought, I started having a, con- I had a conversation with God about her, and um, I got pretty real, and I just, you know, I was really upset, something else she did, and the Spirit of God said, well, why don't you just pray for her? I thought, what a concept. <laughs> and I was the preacher. You're right. <sighs> I should pray for her instead of be annoyed by her, right? But now we're talking, you so say, what's that have to do with being puffed up? Well, because it's always about, you know, you, it's always about you. She's annoying me. She's done me wrong. And the Spirit of God said, pray for her. So I began to pray for her. And what a concept. You know, it actually works. And um, 
All of a sudden, my attitude changed about her. And part of it was the Spirit of God began to show me some things about that individual that I didn't know about. And all of a sudden, I found myself being, you know, drawn towards, you know, compassion, more compassion toward her because of what she had been through in her life. And as I began to pray, it began to shift. And I think probably the biggest thing, it probably just changed me. But, but once I got changed, I noticed that she even changed. And little by little, and by the time that, you know, she, she was with us for another, I think, year or two or whatever it was before she moved and, and whatever, but it was, at least it all ended good. You know what I mean? But, it, you know, it's this thing about giving some respect. Sometimes, you know, maybe there's more to the situation than what you know. So, you know, it's better to do the God thing and by faith lift them up, pray for them. Amen. Respect them as a human being. Come on, somebody. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff going on you don't know about. Well, I know that's, you know, sometimes we think we know it all, but we don't. And there's sometimes there's things that people are going through. Uh, you know, the enemy's been tormenting them with stuff and doing things that we have no clue. And so you start interceding and praying for them and, and just show some respect. And you might be amazed at what begins to come out of that. Am I right? I know it worked for my life. I, I appreciate the people that gave me respect. You know what I'm talking about? Trudy's mom gave me respect. She did. I mean, she, she could have easily just said, dump that kid, right? And, uh, yeah, she was. That's, just, that's what happened. She literally says, you know what? He's, he's back, you know, behind bars again and did what he did, and, and um, uh, I'm just going to leave him. I, don't, I, I just can't. And, and her mom says, you know something? There's something about that kid, and I think she just, I think, I don't know if she told you about, I don't know how she worded it to you, but she just basically said, he's going to be okay. And I don't know if she brought God into the picture. Did she talk about the Lord or something? I don't know, but, but she was right, right? Now, my point is that she, through some respect, even though I probably wasn't deserving any, in the natural. Anybody hear me? Yeah. Am I boring you with all this? No, we're good. I'm just, you know, so what happened was uh, mom decided, no, you need to, he's a good man. And actually that was the shift that began to start, huh? That was a shift in my life because somebody looked past all the junk and saw something in me and, uh, and, and here we are, because I don't know what would happen if that wouldn't happen. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, sometimes just that respect, and she gave some respect to me, and even though in the natural, it, it didn't look like I deserved any. And uh, so I, I appreciated that. I mean, she loved me when even my own parents. <laughs> I'm talking about her mom. You know, my own parents are thinking, leave them in there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so anyway, I appreciate that. So praise the Lord. So that was actually the, a shift and change in my life that began to happen and um, wasn't long. And I mean, we were, man, full force, man, serving God. 
Still with me? Yeah. I, I guess it's another one of my stories. I'm drug this out way longer than I planned. Anyway, uh, where are we at now? Let's see. We're verse 5, right? Okay, so love does not uh, behave rudely. Who'd have thought? Right? In other words, so show some courtesy once in a while. Show some courtesy. You know, be courteous once in a while. Don't be rude. Come on, right? And uh, somebody said, well, what, 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 what does this have to do with the but walking by faith, because sometimes it takes a little faith. Sometimes you just got to trust God um, to, to show courtesy when maybe your flesh doesn't want to. And it takes some faith in God, just, you know, just following God and some things like this. It's, you don't even realize how much, how much that's putting faith in God. I, I just, you know, just do the God thing. So the, the God seed, the good seed, right? Right? I'm just going to sow good stuff, even when my flesh don't want to. <laughs> All right, we better move on. Does not seek its own. Love doesn't seek its own. Okay, so what, what are you giving here then, maybe? Let's see here. What have I got maybe wrote down in mind? Does not seek its own. Okay, um, so I, I put, uh, kind of scribbled in my Bible, uh, preference. Love gives preference to others once in a while. How's that? That work? So, you know, um, the word says, uh, you know, that, that, you know, well, you got, you got your own things. You got things that, you know, and God understands it. God knows that. But you learn to give preference, you know, uh, to others, even though you know that you have your own things, but you learn to give preference. And sometimes it takes some faith to do that. Okay. Hallelujah. Uh, how about this? Um, let's see. What, what's the next one? Um, is not provoked. Is that one of the next one? Is not provoked. Oh, mercy. So um, have you ever been provoked? I've been provoked. I've been provoked in the last week. <laughs> anybody, ever, ever, anybody else know what I'm talking about? Been provoked. You know, um, and uh, and sometimes being provoked, if you don't walk, if you you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't keep your confidence and reliance in God, you you kind of almost forget who you are, and all of a sudden you, uh, you know, you cross some line, and 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 so to me, um, what does love you know? So if, if love is not provoked, then I feel like love gives leniency once in a while. Uh, we could even say this, even too. Uh, how about this? Uh, uh, in times when something's coming at, maybe a soft answer. We're talking about how soft answer turns away wrath, you know. Thing. I mean, just think of things that you know what love gives. You know, in the midst of you know, I'm being provoked right now, you know, and so there's certain things that love gives. Amen. In the midst of that, and sometimes it does take some faith. It just takes some trust in God. Hey, listen, I've, I've been guilty of provoking. All two of you. Amen. Anybody else been there? I mean, we've probably all been on both sides of this mess. There's a time where we've done something, we provoked somebody. We maybe even with maybe we didn't even mean to. We didn't we didn't go into it thinking we were going to provoke somebody, but we did something, said something, reacted, you know, responded in a way that that provokes somebody. 
So <clears throat> I don't like to be provoked. So, you know, I, so I don't want to sow that either. So maybe when something's happening, I'm more apt to give some leniency. You, you know, uh, you know, most fights, if just if, if the other one isn't going to fight, it, it, it just kind of a lot of times falls by the wayside. If you know, what somebody say takes two to tango or some kind of statement like that, whatever that statement is. But but uh, in a deal like this, you know, it it uh, you know, and if if one party is learning to just be a little bit, you know, so a little bit of lenience and just overlook something. And sometimes it takes some confidence in God to do that kind of thing. Because you just want to say something. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, let's be a little more lenient. Come on now. Amen. Don't be so provoked all the time. Amen. Now, I didn't say that there's sometimes maybe you need to put your foot down and say something. There ain't no doubt about it. Okay, so I ain't going to take away from that. There's a time for that, no doubt. But I found that most people, more than not, just get provoked, and then here it goes. World War III just broke out. Instead of just, you know what, just let it go. Uh, let's see here. Been in this a lot longer than I planned. Uh, where are we at? Thinks no evil? Is that the next one? Okay, thinks no evil. Okay, um, I think, uh, let's see, I think I even have a cross-reference that says, uh, says, keeps no account of evil. I think that's a cool way of saying it because, you know, sometimes that's what we do. We kind of, we, we have a little accounting going on. We kind of start counting every time they do something. And, and if you don't watch it, that's, you know, you're, you're, that's all you're thinking. So... Um, you know, pretty soon once, you know, now, now, now that's, that's the final straw. And, and so if you don't watch, because you go back, 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 and you start thinking about, you know, the last 42 times they did something to you. Come on. What did Jesus talk about 70 times 7? That would, did I say that right? What's that figure out to? Thank you. 190. Well, that's a lot of keeping account if you're going to, most people won't, 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 it usually just takes a few things and they're already, so I just started thinking this. I started, what do you, what do you sow instead? Okay, if you, if you, if you, if you're not going to think, if you're going to think no evil, you know, it's going to, you know, it's going to take a little faith, take a little confidence in God um, to start just thinking of the good. Let's just start, instead of, if you're going to take an account of something, let's start making an account of the good, right? So love thinks no evil, but what does love do then? So love thinks good. So I'm just saying, you know, it, uh, you know, there's always something good. Amen. Somebody says, well, if you knew this person, you wouldn't say that. Well, you know, I bet you there's something good. Amen. Maybe they have good teeth. They have a nice smile. They comb their hair nice. 
at least stay groomed. <laughs> but you can start taking account of that. Amen. Come on now. I mean, it takes faith to do it sometime, doesn't it? Yes. Hallelujah. All right. We got to walk in love. All right. So how about this? What's the next one? Um, uh, geez, we've got a couple verses left. Uh, well, does not rejoice in iniquity. Okay. Does not rejoice in iniquity. Uh-huh. Okay, or injustice. I think I, one, of my, one of the words there for that, iniquity or injustice, does not rejoice in injustice or iniquity. Okay, so um, I think about um, maybe this, maybe uh, deals like this, I start thinking about what you sow is what you reap. So, you know, Galatians even talks about that. You know, if you're going to live in the Spirit, you know, one of those things that, you know, you can't be so quick um, to, you know, look at everybody's faults and flaws and them getting it or whatever. In this case, you're rejoicing in iniquity, rejoicing in injustice, you know, rejoicing in the fact that somebody got um, what they deserved. And sometimes you don't watch it. Like, yeah, they got that coming. Whoa, 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 hold it. We don't rejoice in that kind of mess because all you've done now is you open the door for the enemy to come bring that mess your way. So you don't want to sow that mess. So we don't rejoice in iniquity. People get, you know, they, they, people reap what they sow. Right? People reap what they sow. So you, don't, you, know, you want to be guard what you sow. So you don't rejoice in the fact that they got a cruddy harvest because of what they've been sowing because now you just sowed a cruddy seed. Right. So love does the opposite, right? It, 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 it doesn't, you know, it starts praying for somebody all of a sudden. I mean, when, you know, some people have got a harvest coming that's miserable and, and they're in the midst of their harvest and it's miserable. So what do you do? Well, you start praying and believing God, amen, that, through this whole thing, somehow, you know, the, uh, the mercy of God or, or whatever it is, and we start, uh, you know, seeing hopefully that, that, that they, there's a turnaround in this kind of thing. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying that, you know, I don't know. I just think about, you know, what love does do. And, and, and it takes faith to live this way. But rejoices in the truth. I like that. Rejoices in the truth. Hmm. Rejoices in the truth. Um, um, I just think of that. I always see, um, I see somebody being compassionate um, and just remaining. Uh, they're not rejoicing in it, but they're rejoicing in the truth. They're, um, you know, they're, they're just, they, they just, they're locked on, giving God praise for every good thing that goes on and, 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 just stands with people and for people and is compassionate regardless of what's going on. And um, I don't know, I just think they just got their, uh, their head right and probably their heart right when they're that way. Is that right? Yeah. All right, so that's, I think that's pretty. Anyway, okay, but let's go verse 7. How about they bear, bears all things? Bears all things. Well, um, uh, bears all things. They're, they're supportive. How about that? So they, they bear, bear up under all things. 
think the Amplified might bring it out that way a little bit. Um, but so things are going on, all things happen, but they, they learn how to be supportive, even when sometimes it might be hard to do it. But love does it anyway, because it's unconditional, right? It believes all things, all right? So, you know, that makes sense, right? So believes all things. Um, learns to give the benefit of the doubt, maybe we could say it. Maybe that's a way of saying it, right? Um, you know, learns to believe the best. I think one translation says believes the best in people. Okay, it's kind of, again, saying something we talked about earlier. But I, well, just what love does. But it, it takes some faith. It takes some confidence in God to, to when, when, we, when we know what that person has done and doing and how they are. And it takes some faith, some trust in God to, regardless of what's gone on, I'm still going to believe the best. Hopes all things. So some expectation, great expectation, or higher, high hope toward, amen, toward things. In other words, they're going to still, they're still believing for great things to happen, amen, for this uh, individual. That's what love does. It, it bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. Praise God. It endures all things. Amen. Uh, that's, just, that's just a good verse. I like this verse, right? Amen. Just all things. I, I was, I was kind of, um, you know, the whole. All things means the whole. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I think verse 8 says, love never fails. So anytime we, you know, it takes faith. Listen, love never fails. Agape never fails. So we walk in agape. That's how we walk. And it never fails. So it takes some faith in God to hook up to that which never fails. So when you, everything in you doesn't want to bear up under all, you do it anyway. Doesn't want to believe the best, you do it anyway. Doesn't want to hope, it just would rather just flush it all. Nope. We're going we're gonna to walk in hope. We're going to walk with expectation. We're going to endure. We're going to stay with it. We're going to stick with it. Amen. Remember, faith keeps moving forward, right? Hallelujah. So I think of all this. That's what love does. That's what God did. You know, I'm, I'm the one up here, so you hear all my stories and all my yuck. But we've all got probably our similar stories. Could be. Some of you maybe were perfect, but most of you probably have a past. And you can remember some things, right? But it took, you know, look what God did. In the midst of all your yuck, still looked on it, still trusted, still, still believed the best. Amen. And I think about, you know, that's what we're about. We're believers. This is how we live. This is how we walk. Amen. And we do it in faith. The confidence in God. Amen. Trusting in God. That's what we do. Amen? Yes. I had a whole bunch more here tonight, but I think we'll, we'll call our quits on this. I think this is some good stuff here to, uh, to meditate on it. I, um, I'll tell you what, uh, Kelly, put that Colossians 3 up on the board. And, um, you know, in fact, i tell you what, go to Colossians real quick. We'll close it with this. We'll do this. So still talking about walking in love. Amen. Colossians 3. This is kind of just another way that Paul says it, and I'm, uh, I told her verse 14, but I might back it up here just a couple verses. If you go to Colossians 3, we're going to close with this, this text. Are you doing okay? Yes. Okay, so verse 12 says this, 312. It says, therefore, as the elect of God, that's you and me, 
holy and beloved. Amen. Put on tender mercies. Right? Put this on. This is what, if you're going to put something on, put this on. Put on kindness. Put on humility, meekness, long-suffering. Just another way of saying some of the things we already talked about. Bearing with one another. Forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another. Now, listen, we have all do. <laughs> right? Listen, if anybody has a complaint, okay, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. All right, just listen, that doesn't mean that, you, that you, there, there's not a complaint there. It's just, it's just learn to, you know, learn, learn how to, uh, to forgive and, and release. And, and uh, you know, God may down the road open up a way to, to make something right or to, you know, straighten something out. But um, listen, we, if, you know, if we stopped and thought about it, we, we, we could sit all day long with every stinking complaint. I mean, just watch the news for five minutes. And pretty soon that complaining spirit wants to get on you. Because it's just everything going on. You think, this is nuts. Are people really that stupid? People really don't think that way, do they? They really do? I didn't realize the spirit of stupid was so big out there. It's, I mean, pretty soon you're like, you're so caught up in, right? If you don't watch it, it's, you know, now you're, now you're just sowing a mess you don't want to sow. Above all these things, in the midst of all this, I love this, verse 14, put on love, which is the bond of perfection or completeness. And that's, I thought by, you know, because when you talk about a love that never fails, and that's how we walk. So it's going to take some faith to stay connected in that and to walk that way. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. And, you know, when, you, when you're talking about love, um, it, it, it's, we're talking about people. We're talking about connections. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about every day connecting with people because, I mean, who else are you going to walk in love with? It doesn't say, you know, walk in love with your dog. Well, there is a version that talks about, you know, treating your animals right. But, but come on. Everybody say, well, I love my cat. I just love my cat. Well, somewhere along the line, you've got to go outside and, and, and be with people. No, I don't. No, no, you're going to have to somewhere because you're called to be the light. You're called to be the salt. You're called to be a difference maker. So you, you know, when you do that, you got to get out there around people. So when we're talking about walking in love, we know that it's dealing with your relationship with other people. And it takes some faith to do that. So I think it was worthy of hearing this tonight. Did you have an ear to hear it yeah. and a heart to receive it? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Okay. Did you get something tonight? Yeah. Give the Lord a praise. Come on now. Go ahead and stand up. Let me pray over you. Appreciate you letting me at least get that far with it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We walk by faith and not by appearance, not by sight, not by our senses, not by how it looks, how we feel about it. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we give praise and glory. We're thankful. For your word, thank you for these principles tonight. Thank you for a people of faith, people that walk by faith and not by sight, people who walk in love and hallelujah, walk by the Spirit, praise the Lord. Father, I give you praise for that. Thank you for growing us up, taking us higher, making us the men and women of God that we're destined to be. And, and Father, I give you praise for that. Forgive us for the times we've kind of fell short in some of this mess, but uh Praise God, we know that you're faithful and just to forgive, and we receive that. We thank you for that. 
We choose to move forward. Hallelujah. So, Father, I thank you. Amen. For people, praise God, that had an ear to hear, a heart to receive. Hallelujah. And for opening the eyes of our understanding. For that, we give you thanks and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Well, turn to somebody. Praise God. Say, I'm so glad you walked by faith. Praise God. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.